Well, hi, everybody. This is Kim Honeycutt. So excited to be back with you doing our podcast, Hear Voices. And I got some serious voices around me. They're not just in my head. They are people, <laughs> like real life people who say that they're my friend. We'll see about that. We're going to start right here to my right. Yeah, L for LJ. love. She's doing an L sign in the air. So L for love. That's right. Uh, hey, everybody. This is LJ. I'm one of the volunteers for ICU Talks. Hey, it's Danielle. I'm Hi. back after a yes. long little yes, Danielle. hiatus. Yes, Had a little prison time she yeah. had to do, but she's back. Did so my time. I'm out. Time. Free. You're doing great considering Thanks. what you went through in yes, there. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm glad it was federal because that made it a little bit easier yeah. for you. So yeah. Danielle's White back. White suits instead of orange. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> orange is not the best color for you. So I'm glad you're back. We also have an amazing person here with us, and she was our 20-minute speaker for our September event the topic was emotional warriors important to know that there was no i in that we use a semicolon to represent what so many of us have been through whether we've survived it ourselves or we're surviving because someone we love we've lost to mental illness so tiffany pate Hey. Up in the house, girl. Hey. hey introduce yourself to the, our listeners, so, our, our three listeners. Our three listeners? Yes. Hi, three listeners. <laughs> um, so I am Tiffany Pate. I'm a mom of three. Mm, not a good idea. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. We were done with two and then surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a mom of three. We have, our kids are nine, seven, and five. So we have a lot of fun ages mm. right now. Prime numbers. Prime numbers. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Why my brain thinks like that? Like that matters in your introduction that I needed to say that. It, it, can we delete that? Can somebody yes. can somebody help me? <laughs> Go ahead, Tiffany. I'm sorry. So yeah, and I'm married to my husband Chris. We've been married for a so long time. Yeah, he's the one with the numbers. <laughs> I'm gonna say four years. A long, four 11, years. Eleven. 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 Remember, so her so oldest they, is nine. I know. That's why I said four because she's from Fort Mill. <laughs> well, yeah. Our, that's, our that's, math is that's different. What that's what happens in Fort <laughs> Mill. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, our everybody. math is a little skewed. It's a little skewed. Okay. Yeah. Eleven yeah. years and yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're here. Good. Uh, honestly, like, was Tuesday night like super natural? It was awesome. It was organic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) You could feel the energy in the crowd. It was. I mean, so Holy Spirit led. Everyone flowed right into each other. Like some nights, you know, it's kind of choppy, the stories, whereas that night, just like everything just like meshed together. And and just the idea that was all about the effects of mental illness that leads to the final decision of suicide. It was all about that. I don't remember last year, just for y'all know, our our process is that we have an audition one day out of the year. People apply, they come, and then we, once they leave, and this is like an eight-hour thing of auditions, and then we spend two hours prayerfully deciding who goes with whom. How do you pair people? Who who didn't make the cut, so to speak, right? Having to do all that. And so we're talking last November. We placed Kara, Tiffany, and Heather together. And, of course, the Lord knew. Because, you know, in the past two weeks, we've we've suffered great loss just of the overall Christian community, this mm-hmm. community as, as humans, when it comes to people who have ended their lives because of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And ICU Talks has lost Claudia very recently, and none of us will be the same because of that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, it it was just, everyone just needed that talk, mm-hmm. Tiffany. We oh, just needed to be so, in that. It was so lined up. Like, it was such a God thing. Like, right. I remember listening to the other speakers and just going, oh, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. It was everything that like ICU talks is about. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You yeah. know, it it was very like representative of our mission. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so I think it's really interesting because at the beginning of your testimony, you talked about, you were going to speak about something completely, completely different. Completely different. And what was it, four o'clock on Monday afternoon? Yep, yep. I get on, I get on yeah. my uh, Voxer app. It's like a walkie-talkie yeah. app, and you can record um, memos to yourself. So it gives you permission to talk to yourself, which I really like. And so I spent two hours walking around the house talking to myself, like going, okay, I guess this is what we're talking about. Like every thought that came in my head, I was like, all right, we're just going to jot it down. And it was it was such a God thing to the point that the first time I like just processed through everything, I ended at 19 minutes. Wow. Like wow. it wasn't like two hours of rambling. Like I went like filtered back through, but mm. every time I would go through, I have goosebumps thinking about mm-hmm. that. Every time I would go through, it would end like right at 20 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, you really, really want me this. Yeah. <laughs> want me to talk about this. Yeah. Right. And so let me tell you how I met. I met Tiffany, so I was hanging out at a bar trying to save. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We were, I think we were at a She Community event, and yeah. I was I was speaking, and um, and so did a little talk, and there was this woman in the back, like very back. I think she was sitting up in where the camera is, for mm-hmm. those who have been to Mosaic. Mm-hmm. I don't, she was not the camera person. I think she was just hiding behind the camera, just trying to not be seen but hear the message, and the pain in her eyes. Yeah. It was just amazing. So introduce myself. <laughs> yeah. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> like we do. And then we found out we're both from Fort Mill, South mm-hmm. Carolina and probably like had the same teachers and probably like mm-hmm. caused the same sins, mm-hmm. got arrested by the same officer. Like it was just <laughs> one of those kind of connections. Parallel lives. Yeah. yeah. yeah it went yeah. deep fast. It went deep. Wow. Yeah. But wow. to go from there, Chris, that's a long time ago mm-hmm. to you ta- taking that stage and saying, Hey, I wish I could tell you I've been in recovery ever since the last time I've been on this stage, mm-hmm. and there's there's been a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, do you want to take it from there and talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I think the funniest thing about that story when I met you the first time, she I remember this like you're like, "Hi, I'm Kim," and she's like, "How are you?" I was like, "I'm fine." She's like, "No, you're not." And I'm like, <laughs> <Right>. "Excuse me." <laughs> I'm like turning yeah. around. I'm like, "Who is she? Ta- she ain't yeah. talking to me, mm-hmm, girl." And I, I see was it like, "This eyes. is not. This is this has gone somewhere, and I <laughs> right. don't know where this is gonna right. go." But it was good. It's been good. But um, yeah, I think that. So to speak to what I was going to talk about, I was going to talk a lot about my childhood and the struggles I had in my childhood because the first time that I actually thought about committing suicide, I was nine. Right, right. Um, so I struggled with anxiety and depression mm. and all of this like throughout my whole life. And then I found out in my early 20s that I had bipolar disorder and that was a big part of all the struggles I had. So I was like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about being a warrior and how God's the only conqueror and Jesus conquered the grave. And here's my three-point message. And right. like... Super pretty. <laughs> Super pretty. <laughs> right, right. And God just blew that up. And then, but what happened was in June, July, I had an emotional breakdown and I had to go to the mental health ER and it was just a really dark time and I didn't want to talk about it because that yeah. was only like two months ago. Right, right. And... I don't know about you, but for me, it's like when I see that there's a problem, I have to push through really fast and do the work and get over it, Mm. that I don't give myself enough time to emotionally 
process it. And so I started emotionally processing it on stage when I start <laughs> crying. And I was like, this is not the time or the place. But, but it, it was. Is. It yeah. is. Yeah. And it's yeah. like God uses yeah. all things. And so he used my tears and my snotty nose in some way, shape, or form. But, yeah, so it was um, totally not what I thought I was going to be yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, it was just so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was hard for you, like, um, I have a similar crash pattern. Um, was it hard for you, like, once you're on the other side and you're doing great and things are all just amazing in your life and then you do have a, a bad June and July? Like, it's almost harder to talk to people because people expect that you're doing so great and that you're, like, healed and better. And yes. Emotionally, yeah. you're on the other side and then you're like, wait, I'm not. Yeah, well, my pattern tends to be a little longer for me, it's like every five years. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was going to ask because yeah. you said five years in your testimony that yep. you had a break in. Yep. Help. And that, um, I will say, like, that caused a lot of like anger and frustration. I'm like, you gave me five years, mm-hmm. God. Like, you gave me five years mm. and now I'm back here. Right. But, like, what I'm trying to remember and what I feel like God's trying to tell me is that. Yes, it was five years. It's a good five years, but now we're going to work a little deeper. Right. Like, it's not, I mean, God is not like the fairy godmother that just bops you over the head with a magic wand and then everything's okay. Like, he wants you to do the work because when you do the work, you get closer to him and Mm -hmm. you get closer to community and that helps other people. And I think that is the biggest thing that God wants is that he wants his children to be in community and be whole and help each other. And I'm like, okay, if I have to go through this like every five years, and cry randomly, it's it's worth it. It's worth right. it for someone else to be okay too. Right. So when you talk about work, what does doing the work look like to you? Because it's different for yeah, everybody. Like Danielle yeah. was just saying, you know, her situation is a yeah, little bit different. Like for me, it's first of all, recognizing that I don't have it all together. Like being in that active thought. That, that self-awareness. I, yes. Like it's such an important thing. And then actually reaching out to God and like in prayer, uh, reaching out to a psychiatrist or a therapist, other communities, ICU talks, like things like that, like actually putting yourself in a position that you can receive help. Like for me, that's the works. It's when you're in a spot like that, it is the hardest thing to actually pick up a phone and text someone and say, we're not doing good. Like, I need right. some help. Like, I don't know what I need, but this is where we're at. And I think that is, for me, that's the work. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think you're going to be, you're not, you're not going to be able to do this on your own. Like, you're not going to be able to walk through mental illness or walk through anything, whether it's addiction or anything on your own. Like, we weren't created to be solo stars. Hmm. I think sometimes, too, you just hope it passes. Yes. Like, you wake up and you're like, tomorrow I'm going to feel better. It yeah. will. And then it just keeps coming tomorrow. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, it's been two weeks. I should probably yeah, reach well, out for help. Like, for me, I was doing what they call um, rapid cycling. Mm-hmm. So you go really, really high to really, really low pretty quickly. Okay. So I would have, like, four or five days of just being empty, like empty to the point that I couldn't even cry. Like I couldn't remember what happiness felt like. I couldn't remember what pain felt like. It's just this like sad, neutral emptiness. 
to then having two days of being great and good like and extreme. happy and yeah. So it's like a you know an easy button. So you go back yeah. to the start like, again, okay, right? No, no, we're good. We're good right. now. Like, see, I made it through. We're good. Like we pushed through, and then it just goes straight back down. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think that is that makes it really hard because people think that they pushed through themselves and they did mm-hmm. it themselves, and now they're just going to be good. And it's just a cycle. So I know isolation is a big thing for you. Yes, I hermit myself. Yeah, yeah, which is really mean because you're so likable. Thank you. Stop it. So anyway, um, but you have a, an incredible husband. I don't know how you landed that. I don't either. Childhood, but you did. So praise God. And like, I I just want the community listening to hear that. Like, without someone beside you going, "Hey, sweetie, this isn't you," because when we're in it, we really mm-hmm. think this is as good as it gets yeah. or it's never going to get better. It's so extreme without somebody coming beside you and saying, you don't get to decide if you go to the ER. Yeah. You're just going to Absolutely. the ER. Yeah. You know, and so, because like your husband contacted me. I know. And oh, that's great. Which I didn't no, know that's that good. until after I see, I see you talks on Tuesday. Yeah. I had no idea really? he actually yeah, did that. Yeah, he contacted me. Yeah. Just to reach out. It's not like, you know, he and I aren't super close because, you know, He's, it, I would threaten the marriage, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It would just be, it would, <laughs> it would be bad. Right, I have to be really you know, careful. I have to be Danielle really. and I are rolling our eyes over here. Thank you for protecting his heart. I right, you're welcome. And protecting yeah. you and, and the marriage and I'm the children. I'm that good of a person. <laughs> um, but really, like, when to, to, I just know for him to say, hey, I can't do this and she can't do this, like, you need humble people like that mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why I love ICU Talks because it is people who, you know, like Danielle and I got a text from one of our people yesterday. He said, hey, here's the deal. And so we helped her find a solution yesterday, a little bit of a solution yesterday because that's... Or does it say we love you and we appreciate your honesty? You yeah. Know, just we're here. It started we hear there. You. We, we hear started you. there. We hear you. The validation was, was first. We, hear we both you. did it automatically. Mm-hmm. So just, just for everyone to know that no matter if it's depression, bipolar, whatever it is, like someone's got to be in your corner because yes. you don't you didn't realize how sick you were. No, and you have to let people in your corner. Yeah. Like for me, like you were talking about when we first met, I had so many walls built up. Mm-hmm. So many walls. I yeah. had had so much hurt and trauma and just mm-hmm. I mean the stories. Um, tell at least one. I need at least yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I was like, can, can you tell us about the TV? Like the TV church? thing, yeah. Tell, tell <laughs> you know, them that. Oh the, the hitting yeah. the head with, the, you know. Yes. The okay. G- I call them Jesus commercials. <laughs> yeah. I got to be in Jesus commercials growing up, like the reenactments. Yeah. So I grew up in the big Christian television ministries. And, I mean, there's a place for it. I'm not knocking it. There is a place for it. But it also has to be balanced with some other tangible community and right yeah so yeah there's been there's been some fun ones okay yeah like I did one okay so I did one when I was gosh maybe first grade and I was supposed to ride a two-wheel bike I did not know how to ride a bike without training wheels yet so my mom and my dad had this brilliant idea of they were going to shoot this on a hill and so basically They threw me down this hill on a two-wheel bike, and there was somebody on the other side of the camera to catch me. Talk about praying. Talk about <laughs> That's <trauma>. legit. <laughs> like, still to this wow. day, I'm like, I'm good not being on a bike. Ever. Unless it's stationary. Yeah. I am good. Right. Like, I, right thought, yeah. I thought they were going to put you, like, on the back of a trailer. 
you know, and yes. you're going to pretend like you're pedaling yes. and the car's right. going with the yeah, background. No, they, don't, they don't have the budget <laughs> You're not that. really riding, but you're right. They don't yeah. have the budget for that. No, it's just <laughs> right. throw her down it's the hill. It's a Jesus commercial, not like a... <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not a stunt. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have no money. Ministries have no money. Right? No. I got paid yeah. in Happy Mills. It was good. Oh, that's good. All right. The irony of that, the name of that, Happy Mills. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else about your childhood? Because I know that God shifted your message. Is there, is there a core of it besides what you just shared, which is great, that you would want people to know? Like, hey, this is, this is the core. This is like what people go through, and it is trauma. Yeah. Um, well, I think a big part of it was. So I am the firstborn of four. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah, there's a lot of us. Um, I'm the firstborn of four, and I feel like, for me, being the oldest, I. I don't know if it was something that, I don't think it was necessarily something that was like spoken over me, but I think it was a part of my personality that was reinforced was to always be the strong one and always be the one that was okay. Okay. And like putting on this mask of, no, I'm good, I got this. Like even at a young, young age, and like I said, I don't know if it's me and like what like my natural personality is or if it was a coping mechanism to something, I don't know. But it's like I turned into this like incredibly people-pleasing type of person. And when you do that, you will break. Mm-hmm. At some point, you will break. Because you're not being authentic. You're not being authentic to others. And it's kind of a selfish thing because you're not interacting with other people as you. You're interacting with other people as what you think Mm-hmm. They want you to be, and you don't know everything. You don't know what people are actually thinking unless they tell you. Right. So it's assuming that you know what someone is thinking and you don't. And it's also a great way, not great, but it's a way to like hide and not actually have to interact, interact with the world truthfully. Right. And how did that play out with your relationship with the church in your younger oh, self? Oh, no, I never trusted that. Okay. Um, I knew my scriptures, I knew my flannel board, Jesus stories, like okay. I knew those, but I never felt like God was tangible or that he saw me. That was a big one. Like I never mm. felt like I was actually seen, mm. which is probably why I do the isolation when I get like upset. It's the okay. whole being seen mm-hmm. thing. And so I think that's also with the people pleasing and the creating boundaries, not even boundaries, the walls and mm. masks is that you hide yourself. Mm. And so I was trying to hide from God for a long time, very long time, until I was 21. So, yeah. And so hiding from God, I'm sorry, I'm following your story, no, and so my sorry. wheels are turning. Hiding from God looks like you're showing up for church. And but you're not feeling it. Maybe not you're just not embracing nope. it. That's soulful. It was checkbox. I was okay. checking. You're check doing boxes. all the the good things. Yep. Just, yep. I was checking check boxes because okay. that's what was asked of me. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. I actually remember I was baptized in my teens, and I did it because they asked me to, not because wow. I had felt any emotional connected to. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So if anybody listening has a personal relationship with Jesus, you know what strong statements you just made. Mm-hmm. Right. Like with your, both of y'all's baptism, actually, it was so powerful. Yeah. Um, and to watch LJ's baptism, such a big deal, and to be a part of that, like it's so personal oh, it's mm-hmm. so emotional mm-hmm. and and yeah. life changes after you get baptized yes. so yeah it really should not be something done until you're ready because it's yeah. not like things just flow well, afterwards. When, I got, <laughs> when i got what i call baptized um my oldest was one 
we were living back in Charlotte. So we've gone from Charlotte to Charleston back here a couple times with my husband's job. So we were living in Charlotte again. And I decided one weekend that I wanted to be baptized. So I drove back to Charleston where I really found God and really got connected. I drove back there to be baptized there because I was like, we need to like Mm -hmm. wrap this up. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like we need to do something. And I'd already been in church for years there. I was doing active ministry and leading women's small groups and all this stuff. And I still hadn't been baptized because it was just just that fully committed. Yeah, I think it was just that last step of really being Two feet seen. In. Yeah. Like, like you are seen when you get dunked underwater. There are yeah. people that see that, and so it's like that, and it's like Kim was saying, it's like it's such a spiritual connection thing that it's like you can't hide from God in that moment. Yeah, right. You can't hide from the rest of your community in that moment. You're coming back up with mascara running down your mm-hmm. face. There's no hiding that when you like Wet go hair. to Target That's afterwards. Right. Wet like, hair. Yep. People know something has happened, and it's just, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. So one of the things you said that was so powerful was that you're hitting bottom with the bipolar and feeling really manic and really like it was rapid cycling and really struggling and I think you end up at Seacoast mm-hmm. at their first Wednesday service I assume is what you it were it was actually just a regular Saturday service okay the Saturday service and when you sick I mean the topic being emotional warrior and I don't even know if you put that together or just I know the Lord did and you said they I said I'm not okay and an army came around yeah. mm-hmm. me okay I might cry again yeah the wording of that like, yeah. it's an army came around me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Can you talk about what you're feeling yeah. just hearing that? It, um, it was one of those things. It's It goes back to that being seen. It goes back to the, it's not me that's fighting this by myself. Like, there are other people that see me and see the struggle. And no matter how hard I try to isolate, there are people there. And just having this... It almost felt like it made me um, important and not in like a, hey, look at me kind of way, but in mm. a, you have value. Mm. You right. have enough value mm. that church is over on a Saturday night and everybody wants to go get some cheese dip at the Mexican restaurant and then go home <laughs> because they have to do it all Y'all again. Y'all can tell she's a writer when she talks. <laughs> you, talk, you talk like a writer. <laughs> the detail, you know, it's Thanks. great. I love it. And then everyone's got to get back up Sunday morning and do the whole thing again like four times. Like, right. let's be honest. But just to have them stop stop putting away their gear because it was the worship team that just came around me Mm, like stop put like it was the worship team uh my friend jenny and my friend jess um they just swarmed you swarmed me and it like honestly it kind of shocked me at first because i thought it would be like i knew that it would be two people Mm -hmm. i knew without a shadow of doubt who the two people would be but then when everyone, like I remember at the end of it, I'm crying and snot's coming down my face. I see a pattern here with this. Like <laughs> I'm crying and like my head's bowed and I looked up and then there's four people that I had never met before ever. And I'm like, hi, my name's Tiffany. I'm sorry I got snot on you. Like, <laughs> But it was just like that level of being seen, like people that I don't even know stepping in. That was just huge. And then them just taking that time to just really pray it out. Like, it wasn't a quick, like, yeah. 
we pray this done yeah. by. It's like they were like listening to the spirits prompting and like throwing these at things out that I'm like, how? Yeah. How do you know this? Yeah. You you said that they knew things yeah. about you. Yeah. So what does that look like? They had their hands on you mm-hmm. in the appropriate places, the appropriate which I thought places. was just right. let's be clear. brilliant <laughs> that you said that. That was I just actually, clever. One of the girls, oh, she's amazing. She is on. She's actually on the floor with her hand around my ankle. Yeah. Wow. Like. Yeah. They were in it. And yeah. It was just, head to toe. Oh my! Literally head to toe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so what was like? Okay. So I haven't been in an experience like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So they they've got their hands on you, and but they're sharing with you what they're what they think you've gone through, or yeah, it's, they okay. were like right. calling things out and out. Like okay, we come against the spirit of like they were coming against spirits of things. Like I said the other other night, like they were coming against the spirit of believing that God and medication can't be Ooh, one. I have that pulled up. That's what I wanted. Yeah, to yeah. absolutely. They yeah. said something <laughs> about um, one of them at one point. Gra- I don't even know who it was, but grabbed my hands and started praying over ministry and like me working with women and things like that and that's stuff that God had put on my heart for years Mm -hmm. and I've always disqualified myself out of it because I was always younger than everyone else and I'm like I can't lead when I'm young like I can't do this Hmm. I know I'm really good at talking myself out of things like and so she's praying over the people that I would reach and I'm like who am I reaching? Like, but it's just like reconfirming things that God has been trying to beat over my head mm. for years wow. that I just haven't want to hear, right. you know? So, and right. these strangers were telling you, yes. And That's I was like, amazing. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know what else I think is powerful? And I know Daniel wants to speak about this is you saying that the guy said to you, yeah. I need you to get rid of this false belief that medication and holiness cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm so glad to now be around people that we know that, that I forget to say it. Yeah. I forget people need mm-hmm. to hear it. And that entire crowd, the hundred people there that night, needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people from us posting about There's that. so much judgment around it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that because we're also accepting, like we've joked if you come to ICU Talks, the, your ticket to get in the door should be your, your prescription bottle. Yes, I like that. <laughs> you know, like we've always said, like just show your bottle and come on in and everybody should walk around with their bottles openly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like we, we encourage, like you, it's it's medical. Mm-hmm. It is medical. I will never think so highly of myself to tell you yeah. what you can and cannot do for your medical well-being. Absolutely. And so, you know, I just think that probably jumped out at you, Danielle. Yeah, that's what the – did you see your awesome picture with I that? I did. I was like, up? I love that so much. I just love that you said that at the group because mm. I think it resonated so much. And even with um, – I know for me I went through a period of time that it was my goal to get off medication. Mm. Like that's when I thought – like I was be done with Kim, like working with Kim. Like as soon as I can get off medication, <laughs> you don't no, need her anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm just like done. Isn't it funny? I mean, I like, <laughs> you know Danielle, isn't that just funny? That is actually it's really funny. hysterical. It's just that funny. was my it's thinking. Cute. Is of like, I'm like, oh, bless your oh, heart. Bless her. Bless her. So young and naive, but yeah. it was actually just last year, so it wasn't. I wasn't that young. Forties young. <laughs> the thinking of. Um, getting over something so that you no longer need that medication. Mm-hmm. Whereas realizing that I need medication to function for the rest of my life. And that is okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I was so proud of myself for not being medicated for five yeah. years that I didn't see 
mm-hmm. how bad it was. The instability. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was still having like ups and downs, like all for the past five years, I was still having panic attacks, but I was like, I'm good yeah. because I'm not medicated. Right. Hmm. Right. And I'm like, right. that's a little crazy. Like, well, it's very shame-based. Yes. Very shame-based. Yes. And I just had this like mentality of... Um, not wanting to be one of those people that were so medicated they couldn't function or you know, I mean you hear mm-hmm. crazy stories of like people also like coping by like jumping from doctor and doctor because there's like addiction not that you can get like addicted to right what I was taking but I had like lumped all of it together in such an unhealthy way which I really believe like it's super Christianese here, but like I really believe that it was so a uh, attack mm-hmm. to like cripple me mm-hmm. to not being able to be okay. Right. Yeah. That I'm like right. I cannot be medicated and be okay. Right. And that is just a reminder as we sort of wrap this up that the enemy is is of deceit. Yes. Like to think you're doing the Christian thing and it's still shame based, which is the main tool of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to be in a church, to be in, for us in a ministry of ICU Talks, where there's an open discussion about, hey, did you take your meds today? Yeah. And we're going to check and say, hey, did you did you pray? Did you get to the Bible? Also, like, hey, when's the last time you saw your therapist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love how real everybody is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like I said the other day. I'm like, I can be just, I can be in the presence of God in my house on my bed, doing a Bible study with worship going on and still take my pill at the same time yeah, and right. I am that's not good. leaving God's presence. That's right. right. That's right. Like he's, and he wouldn't leave you for anything. Yeah, exactly. and he's not going to abandon yeah, you. He's, yep. he's not going to leave you. Anything yep. in closing, y'all want to say this to this amazing young lady? Well, I just want to say I'm so glad you gave me a hug. <laughs> you're so <laughs> welcome. You're a reformed oh, yeah, non-hugger, <laughs> which I, I think that. that's great, you Thanks. know, because I am a hugger for life. So, hugger you know, welcome life. to the group. Right. Um, glad but, to be there. But seriously, it, I just want to say that my hat's off to you because having gone through something so recent in my experience with ICU talks was not, which has been a little less than a year. I don't think we've had a speaker that I can remember that had such a raw event so so um, close in the past. It's usually been a year or a couple of years or something like that. So for you to get on the stage and change your story and get into that is um, very inspiring for me. Thank mm-hmm. you. And so I just appreciate yeah. your bravery. Yeah. Yep. Well, also I want to tell you real quick as we wrap up is that since I'm a psychotherapist and a lot of my people come to ICU Talks, part of the power is when when the patients come in they process what they heard at ICU talks and there's been mm-hmm. a lot of processing what you said and people saying like the, the appreciation that there's a recent relapse in it and sharing openly about that right because again it's we're, we're the focus is character not behavior mm-hmm. you know and so um just know you made a huge mm-hmm. impact on people huge 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 impact on people and if you had made it a pretty presentation it wouldn't have happened no. it would have been it would have been a nice layer yeah. it would have been a confirmation mm-hmm. for people yeah. this was an upheaval this no. was a get dirty yeah mm-hmm. i yeah. like and i think that's the funny not the funny but the god thing of it being warrior like mm-hmm. i just felt like god's like no we're fighting something yeah. and we're fighting through it mm-hmm. and yeah. We're going to throw you on the front lines, and right. we're going to do it. I was yeah. going to say, you are the warrior. Yeah. yeah, You were the warrior that night. You still yeah. are. Yeah. And, you know, you said in that, that warriors are better together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You have yeah. to have an army. 
got to have an army. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah. So everyone remember that, that it is about people. That's your army. It's about getting a new perspective, and it's about your prescriptions. Mm. Amen. 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 Amen, everybody. Amen, amen. All right, well, praise God um, that we're all here together. We're sitting upright, and we're all medicated. Hallelujah. So thanks for being a part of what we're doing, and we'll be with y'all very shortly. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.